Hey listeners, quick programming note before we get started. We had some tech issues with this recording, so it's not going to sound like it normally does. For that reason, it may be best if you listen with headphones. Also, there's just one brief moment where we lost some audio, but I will point that out when we get there. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one as much as we did. Previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Officially declined cruise ship contract. Well, thank God well, you made the decision. God. Taking a leap of faith. Also, you said Bear Burger interview. I get that job and it's fucking heinous. Heinous. <laughs> Didn't you only work there for like two weeks? Yes. Same amount of time I lived in this apartment. We had in one cabinet all these old cookbooks. And so there was like how to cook a full chicken in your microwave. Oh my God. All these recipes. I've been socialized to think that in um, any kind of, uh, you know, gay movie, there's going to be some sort of awful, either a hate crime or someone's going to die of AIDS. I can be scared pretty easily. And if someone jumps around the corner, I will, I, I scream high pitch and I like jump into the air and pedal my feet. You wrote, agreed to take me for 110,000 yen, and I just did that conversion, and that's $1,042. So you definitely didn't spend $1,000 on that cab ride, right? Uh. (laughs) Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this theme a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast There was just this crazy, like, herd, maybe herd, maybe just family of deer in our front yard. There were so many of them, like, probably ten, and they were so cute. And there was a couple, like, young bucks with little fuzzy horns, antlers. And they had two little babies with them, and they were oh. so cute. And, oh and Peter and I were just standing out there looking at them. Luckily, the dogs were put away because there's contractors here. Mm-hmm. But then the mom made full eye contact with me and <laughs> took the hugest dump I've ever seen in our front yard. And so I had to scare them off. But, you know, it's like, it's wild nature out here, and I love it. Well, I'm glad there was eye contact. It's like she knew, watch me take a shit on this on your yard. She really did. It was, it, I was like, wow, we're having a staring contest. And then Peter was like, uh, and I glanced back and she was just unloading. And it's like those pellets, but there's a, like a pile of pellets now. I'm sorry I'm talking so fast. This is called Positive Energy Tea, and it has got me going. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love the energy, but before we move on, let me just say hi. Welcome to my best friend's journal. Oh, hi, I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. And can I tell you who spilled some positive energy tea for me? It is a name we do not bring up enough in this podcast, and that name is Barack Obama. May he rest. What? No, he's alive and well. Sorry, his presidency. May his presidency rest. (laughs) No, may his presidency stand up and start getting back into fucking action. Um... He was on Pod Save America, my favorite podcast other than ours, Obvi, and uh, it was such a relief to hear him again, so much so that I was on a walk, I had had a beer, um, and I was just heading out at night to Whole Foods to get myself a treat, bougie bitch over here, and I, um, for a moment, just like, listening to him speak felt euphoric, like, left my body, giggled, felt, like, relentlessly optimistic in a way that I can't 
describe or that I haven't felt. It was like three seconds long, so not terribly dramatic. But like, you know, those moments where you can't really pinpoint why, but just all of a sudden you're feeling like a wave of, of happy. Um, I truly do know those moments. I have never heard you describe yourself as relentlessly optimistic, not even for a moment. So that's really nice. Good for you. And it was just a moment though. Three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was like just listening to him speak on a podcast was enough to, to just really key you up and make you feel, uh, I don't know that optimistic and full of joy. That's wonderful. It also probably had to do with the beer <laughs> and the joint that I spoke to. Um, <laughs> whatever. I'll take it. Hey again, this is that moment I mentioned before where we lost some audio. All you need to know is I was having kind of a tough day and decided to cook to make myself feel better. So I was making a new lasagna from a recipe book and I fucked it up and I had what? Well, I had my gayest moment of the week. Gay, 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 gay. I had what I'm referring to as a pierced the toast moment. Um... <laughs> An extravagantly gay Nathan Lane freakout. Yeah, you know when he he pierces the toast in the birdcage when he's like trying to learn how to be more butch, and he has a very traumatic moment when it happens. <laughs> so my pierce the toast moment is when I'm following this recipe like against my better judgment. You know, I I know you love a recipe, but like this is what I hate about it. It, it somehow prohibits me from using my own common sense. I was it asked me to put in two teaspoons of salt, and I double checked that, and I was like two teaspoons. That seems like a lot, and I did it, and it was way too fucking salty and i was like fuck i just ruined this whole thing two teaspoons of salt is not outrageous for an entire recipe of lasagna it was for one part it was for the ricotta oh. um anyway it was gross and that is not what i needed in that moment and like i was able to fix it but before that i was like ah, this lasagna is ruined this day is ruined there will be no joy <laughs> <laughs> you did call me in a full rage full gay rage about the fact that you had wasted your time and your food um and i totally get that there's very little that frustrates me as much especially if i'm hungry um if uh if i've spent a lot of time and effort and money and food and all these resources into a dish and then it goes poorly um i really that that gets me in a very a, a very dark place because usually by that point i'm hangry too and then i can't even eat what i made no thank you i wasn't even hungry it wasn't for me but honestly the point was just that like this was my last ditch effort to feel happy for the day and it's already late in the evening and this got fucked up too and i was like come on but then i remember then you calmed me down a little bit i remember that nathan lane said you can always get more toast and i moved on <laughs> <laughs> that's what you took away from the birdcage you can always get more toast how about you did you have a uh, angry gay moment yourself <laughs> um, no my gayest moment of the week was uh much less dramatic than yours um my gayest moment was last night um i uh you and i have been talking about watching the boys in the band the new ryan murphy produced um play turned netflix special um and uh so i decided that i was gonna watch it and so i made myself some chicken uh, actually a nice salad. Uh, and then I poured myself a glass of wine and I plopped down on the couch and I had a, a boys night in just watched a, um, watched a quick, quick question. What? Um, I just want to know how you made your, uh, chicken, you know, full well, how I made my chicken, you bitch. Please tell the people. <laughs> Mike's pissed that I reheated chicken in the microwave. I'm not pissed. It's just like, I know it's been a while, but back in the days when I was reheating meat, it like turns to rubber or leather. It's so gross. I know how to reheat chicken. I did it on low power and I did it for just the right amount of time. It wasn't leathery. It tasted delicious. And it was going on a salad. I'm not going to rebake chicken that was already baked beautifully two nights ago. That's what a microwave is for. All right. I mean, I trust you because you ate it. I like clearly can't know, but I'm just saying I think you're wrong to microwave meat. 
That's all. You, um, you, I mean, I'm not cooking a pheasant in the microwave, although you can do that. I think I told you that one time, right? We found a – when we uh, had our place up in the mountains in California, uh, we found – that place was like a full-time capsule when we moved in and we renovated the whole place. But I – under the sink – there was a cookbook from 1960 something when that place was built and it was when microwaves were like brand new and it was all about microwave cooking. And there was instructions on poaching fish in the microwave, baking a chicken in the microwave, like these like things where you're like, put it on 40% power and cook it for 35 minutes. It was like the cookbooks where like when the microwave just came out and they were like, look, ladies, now the kitchen's become a whole lot easier. Treat your family to a low dose of radiation poisoning by cooking a turkey in the microwave for three hours at 10 (laughs) percent power. It is shocking the things that we found in there. Also, can you imagine like can you imagine the smell of poaching a fish in the microwave in your house? No. So I mean, yes, I can imagine it. I'd prefer not to. So, so, so gross. Anyway, microwaves serve their purpose. Also feels like that's not going to leave the fabrics of your home for a minute. Like that fish is going to linger. Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to let it linger? (laughs) Knew that was coming. I was waiting. I was trying to find the melody so I could beat you to it, but you got (laughs) the word linger just every time. Um, anyway, so my gayest moment was eating delicious chicken that happened to be reheated in the microwave, you dick. Um, and I poured myself a glass of wine and I watched a gay film. That's all. I also happened to be watching it around the same time that you were, so we were texting about it. I happened to be watching it. We full uh, on like, hey, you want to watch this movie together? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we, we decided to watch it together. We like to hang out from afar. Um, but... The movie itself, I don't know. I had complicated feelings about it. This is maybe a little education, so do you want to roll that theme real quick? Yes! Hey, JVN. <laughs> so, The Boys in the Band is uh, was originally a play. I don't know. You you tell us about what The Boys in the Band is, because you watched that little mini-doc about it. Oh, there's like a half-hour documentary on Netflix as well that kind of just goes behind the scenes. It is... A, a birthday party thrown by uh, and for all gay men, like, I don't know, eight of them or something in New York in 1968, which I missed. I didn't realize this play was written in 68. And so I'm watching it with the lens, kind of assuming it was the 80s. Literally right away, I was like, oh, here comes the AIDS, like, because somebody was crying and was like, I have to tell you something. And I was like, a conversation I mean, with a doctor. And he, he had like, there was a line about kind of uh, ambiguous lines written about kind of existential dread. So you wonder if people are dealing with the AIDS crisis. I, it, it felt very much of that moment to me too, right when it started. And then I started seeing how they were dressed and I was like, Oh no, 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 this is pre AIDS crisis. Oh, I didn't notice the dress at all. I was like, there's Chekhov's gun. And <laughs> by the end of the, by the end of the play, it's going to go off. And then once I realized that it was 1968, I was like, Oh my God, insane. It didn't exist or in a way that we knew, which just feels, it didn't exist. Yeah. So strange to even think about a world where it didn't exist. Um, but knowing that kind of changed my whole perspective on the movie because I thought, I thought it was like a good slice of life of certain gay culture, but I didn't think it was remarkable, truly. And But realizing that it was made in a time when it was very difficult to be openly gay, especially for the actors who were... The, the play, not the movie. The play, yes. Um, especially for the actors who originally played those roles. Some of them were gay, but some of them were not, and that was a, a career-ending move. This is also... Before the Stonewall riots, even this is in '68. Riots were in '69, and that is this is before there was any kind of gay representation, let alone on a Broadway stage. Like it was before this movement got the energy that you know we know of it today. So that lens, I kind of wish I had, I had 
looked into this before I watched it because it really makes the whole piece much more remarkable. <laughs> I texted Mike literally halfway through this thing. And I mean, it's called the boys in the band. And I was like, is now a bad time to tell you that I expected this to be a musical because I had no <laughs> idea what it was. I did want to make fun of you, but to your credit, that little, that little short doc, you should watch the documentary. It's pretty, it's enlightening. Um, it explained that it said so many people thought it was a musical when it first came out, that they had to put it on the advertisement that it was not. I was a little confused for most of it. And then I, it all hit me at once. I was like, oh, I feel unsettled and confused right now because I expected this to be something that's completely not. And I was enjoying it, but I was like, why does this feel weird to me? Oh, because I thought they were going to break into song at any moment and they haven't yet done that. And we're definitely past act one. They did sort of threaten to break into a number a few times. They did. You're right. Um, one thing I will say about this movie is that, um, or this play or whatever you want to call it, it is um, a very kind of precious look at a, a very specific time in gay culture, like really high camp, really highly protected, very private. Um, you know, like these, these guys who are out to their entire community are also like very, um, kind of terrified of, of being known to be gay, except for a couple of the characters who are just like the campiest, most like, you know, jumped in with both feet and both those feet are wearing high heeled shoes. Mincy. Mincy Queens. Absolutely. I had never heard that word. And then Cam said it. And then like 10 minutes later, Jim Parsons said it. And I was like, oh, I guess it's a real word then if Jim I, says so. I've definitely accused you of mincing down the hallway before. You've never heard that before. Hmm. <laughs> it's one of those it's like a song you didn't you hadn't heard and then once you hear it you hear it uh, everywhere sure yeah I, I guess I was um, missing all your those observations from you <laughs> you say observation I say insult uh, just kidding <laughs> um, let me be a queen it, it was I you know you're always welcome to be a queen in my presence um it wasn't my favorite thing I've ever watched it was very good though it felt very of the of the time um, and I really was struck by the fact that like most of these people were cast in roles that it's not like surprising for him to play. Like Andrew Rannells was a bitchy queen who screamed a couple times and he acted very well, but it's like not, not, not that far outside of what he does. Zachary Quinto played a very weird, very affected character that I wasn't really expecting from him. I just have not paid any attention to Zachary Quinto for years. I do find oh, okay. him attractive, although he was playing a less than attractive guy in this thing. And that was another weird thing. It was like, he kept calling, like talking about how he's not very pretty because he has a pockmarked face. I'm like, okay, he's wearing big glasses and they have some prosthetics on his face, but he's still Zachary Quinto. So right. like, like, you ain't like the bottom of the barrel, sir. Well, um, that's why they hire Matt Bomer. So you can compare him to Matt. Like uh, they just put Matt Bomer next to him in every scene. So by enough. comparison, <laughs> Jim Parsons also. So the last thing I saw him in was Ryan Murphy's Hollywood, where he played a very unlikable, very kind of like over the top gay character. And this is, a similar character in that way. Like he was very hard to deal with, um, mm -hmm. but it, like it very complicated as well. Jim Parsons is a great actor. He's very, he's very good at the material that he's given. Not the most likable character in the world, but I don't think that I can fault him for his performance. No, I mean, it was also that, that character is based on the playwright, uh, which is interesting. Oh, really? That is interesting. Must be a tortured soul. <laughs> he didn't seem it. He seemed like pretty fucking jolly, honestly. But I think it was just a self-deprecating look at oneself. Yeah. Easy to reflect on on your own musings and think of what an asshole you are. <laughs> oh, weird. Weird. Uh, before we take that very nice, uh, gentle turn into the journal that you just provided us, I do want to say that if you need a push to watch this, uh, you get to see Matt Bomer shirtless within the first five minutes, then you see his butt. So there's plenty of skin if that's what you're into. Oh, yeah. There's a couple good moments of skin.com. <laughs> Mattbomersabs.com. Is that a thing? <laughs> no idea. I have to look. I just need to know. <laughs>
Is it worth buying that URL just so we own it? Okay, so it's not a thing, but uh, I think we should buy it. <laughs> <laughs> we can start a Twitter forum and everything. <laughs> All right, well, while Cam looks into that, I'm going to take a little break and then we'll get into the journal. All right, see you in a minute. Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to? Well, hello again. Uh, we're back, and we are now the proud owners of MattBomberZabs.com. Check it out. <laughs> All right, so we're in the urinal. It's August 3rd. It's 2015. What's been going on? Uh, I think I just moved to New York. Yes, I did. I found an apartment. Did you actually move in yet? I can't remember. I did. I was, okay. I, I mean, moving in at this point is like, I have two suitcases, you know? Uh-huh. You throw them on the floor, you live out of them until the next gig comes along, then you just zip them back up and go on your merry way? No, I meticulously unpack because I want it to be really painful when I have to repack it all in two weeks. Uh-huh. So, uh, and as we know from past experience, repacking usually means 2 a.m. bottle of wine freaking out. Yeah, nowadays it's weed, but back in the day, a bottle of wine. Okay. <laughs> all right. The weed is great, though, because it makes the freak out less. I'm like, I'm not going to finish on time, but I feel okay about it. <laughs> We could not be more different. You saw my prep for our big move across the country. I did a good job. That's true. You did a, a practice pack. You I did. put empty boxes in your car to make sure it would all fit. Yeah, well, that's a big move. So it's August 3rd, 2015. Feeling down on NYC today. Well, I've, I've been there for at least 17 hours. So, you know, the city can get to you. <laughs> Second interview for Bear Burger. Got hired for counter, frowny face. Really kind of blows my mind to think that you would uh, that your your job prospect here is to work in a place where you're solely serving beef. <laughs> they also have like four vegan burgers, which was was nice for oh, me. Um, nice. Anyway, this job fucking sucked. This was one of the worst jobs I have ever had. It was terrible. It um so counter means I applied to be a waiter, and they're like, well, you can't do that, but you can be counter, which is they sold it to me as like a bartender, and I was like, oh okay, it's not. Um, you're like making. You're literally working the bar, but the bar is just kind of wine and beer and then also desserts. Okay. So what ends up happening is you are serving just about as many people as any waiter is serving, but also you're making the desserts and all the drinks for the entire restaurant and taking carryout orders, but it's a pooled tip system and you are getting 50% of what the waiters who are doing a third of the job are getting. The disparity was challenging. The work was challenging. The beef was challenging. It was all hard. (laughs) Well, you weren't stoked on it because there's a big old frowny face right here in the journal. Then you said, I'm feeling very, underlined, poor and a little worried. Um, On August 4th, walked along the river at 181st with Julie, met Alex downtown at Blockheads and heard his boyfriend troubles. These are two of my uh, Ithaca pals who I haven't seen in a long time. Ithaca pals. That that came out in a very, uh, very rhythmic way. Ithaca pal. It's uh, it's like the Doug Funny intro. Ithaca pal, Ithaca pal, Ithaca pal. Yeah, wait. How do I do that with Ithaca? Ithaca pal. I need like I need some some syllables between there. One second, let me try. <laughs> Ooh. Didn't really work. It sounded like Ithaca Pop Pie. Ithaca Pal Pop Pie. Ithaca Pal. Ithaca Pal Pop Pie. I need Ithaca Pal Pop Pie. Ithaca Pop Pie. Fuck. Ithaca Pal Pop Pie. Ithaca Pop Pie. Oh my god, I'm going explode if you do that one more time. Yeah, turning you on, baby. No, not like that. I'm about to blow if you do it one more time. Ew. Have you ever said to someone, I'm about to blow? Oh no, my god, the tea's also, ready. That kettle, mm, shit. 
That was my wheeze. That's also uh, I've I've never earnestly done a whiny sexy voice. I want to make that very clear. I don't believe you. Get Peter on here. <laughs> Gross. Can you imagine? Oh yeah, I'm about to blow, blow my tiny tiny butthole uh, okay i need you to know that's the third tiny butthole in two episodes <laughs> one it's a little like my butthole <laughs> two it's tiny like my butthole um three blow my tiny butthole <laughs> three tiny buttholes <laughs> i know that's why we're back on it's back on brand or something i don't know why i enjoy it every time you say it um so you met B2 and Janine at their new place in Brooklyn. It's huge, capital letters, and beautiful, but far. Okay, so I just want to clarify real quick in case it has been confusing. Um, we had been calling Janine and B2 the twos earlier in the journal, but I don't like keep in touch with B2 anymore. Nothing dramatic, but I just don't want to use his name in case he wouldn't want me to. But Janine's like fair. present in my life, so it's I got the okay to use her name i thought you said uh, janine's president of my life uh, <laughs> she's she's making all my des- my decisions these days um have you watched the vow it's about like sex slaves it's a lot it's a lot no but i keep hearing that it really has gone off the rails like the first few episodes are great and then the documentary gets pretty shitty do you agree no i do not agree i thought it was going to okay. be that because i heard similar um oh. and we keep getting more and more revelations i think they they did a really good job at introducing us to uh, this cult that they're talking about slowly and these characters slowly and watching us see how it could possibly build. I think I think it's a, a very well done documentary. If you're still enjoying it, maybe I'll still start it. I'm 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 on the fence. Well, there it's actually um, good timing because we're about to get the um, sentencing. I think a couple days before this episode comes out on the 27th oh, no um, shit. of the, the cult leader. And I, I'm sure they did that on purpose and oh, it's um, I bet. Yeah. lining up really well. Also I'm biased because it all takes place in my hometown. Like so much so that we see a piece of evidence with an address on it. That is several blocks from where I grew up. Um, That's crazy. I know. I was like, wow. It's so I'm, I'm intrigued maybe more than the average Joe, but I do think it's a good show. If something were happening in the little suburb where I grew up, I would be watching it with bated breath every week. So I totally get that. On the 5th of August, applied for dog walking and did Bear Burger online training. So things are going uh, well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a great dog walker. I could see you being very happy trotting down the street with like a la Alana with a huge like Afghan hound. Oh, I agree. I would love to do it. Um, I don't know why I didn't do this. I don't know. Maybe my journal knows. Go on. Okay. On August 6th, first day of training at Bear Burger. Hate it. <laughs> but got free beer and food out of it. Will quit if I can. Um, oh, 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 the irony of this next line. Oh, God. Watched GOP debate. Insane. If one of them wins, dot, dot, dot. <sighs> ah, to be ignorant and five years ago. And all those lunatics and more are just waiting in the wings for 2024. So anyway, what, what happened uh, next in the day? <laughs> uh, the very last line here <laughs> kind of tickles me. Drank wine and ate lots of Twizzlers. Why? They're a very snackable candy. You can eat a bunch of them without feeling too ill. You love snackable content. And you love snackable snacks. You know what my favorite is? What? You know those uh, bark thins? They're labeled as snacking chocolate, which I always find fucking hysterical because chocolate is chocolate. But because they label it snacking chocolate, I eat a whole lot more of it. I'm like, this chocolate's for snacking. They did a good Um, job. They worked on me. You are going to be repulsed by this, but my very favorite snack lately, and I've been eating at least one a day, um, is so Bumblebee Tuna does those little, they have little snack. Bumblebee Tuna. They do (laughs) little, 
little snack packs of like tuna salad and it has like five crackers and just a little like pre-made tuna salad in a can it's not just the tuna but it's got like the like stuff mixed in it's really delicious and it's like 250 calories or something like that and it's just the perfect like i need a nosh but it's not quite mealtime yet <laughs> and uh, just tuna salad on a cracker and i just can't get enough i keep reaching for them we've been buying them like in bulk it's so fucking good isn't tuna salad and a cracker um miss cracker's full name <laughs> what <laughs> I think tuna salad on a cracker is Miss Cracker's full name or something. <laughs> She's or like cheese on a cracker. No, Brie on a cracker. Brie on a cracker. Oh, Brie on a cracker. <laughs> tuna salad on a cracker is an awful drag queen name. <laughs> it's absolutely going to be my drag queen name now. Uh, you need Miss Cracker to be your drag mother if you're going to be tuna salad on a cracker. <laughs> on August 7th. Oh, super bummed to wake up to both dog walking and my OK Cupid date canceled. Oh. oh no i'm sorry that's not a great start to a day no you met aaron at grand central and picked up snacks for movie in the park at greenpoint you left early and went to hell's kitchen bar to meet sam's friend played darts and ski ball mm, ski ball do you ever see dogma no but there's a really cute little pet shop in town called dogma that i want to take the dogs to because they have a little pet wash there unrelated but a hysterical name for a pet wash i love that um <laughs> it is a it's an amazing ridiculous movie but the point is uh in that movie god is obsessed with ski ball so god played by alanis morissette takes the body of like any random man whenever she can and goes to the jersey shore to play ski ball oh my god isn't that a bill and ted movie no it's a jay and silent bob i've never seen a bill and ted or a jay and silent bob movie so i think of them all as the same thing i similar not similar stoner humor not yeah stoner, stoner humor. humor totally similar okay. um i haven't seen dogma in a billion years and i would love to it's it actually would probably feel it's got alan fucking rickman i think i've talked about this before anyway um Can alanis morissette act i mean she's great in it she's just super fucking goofy and doesn't actually have to speak at all she just like is bouncing around the whole time because alan rickman is playing the voice of god because in this version of god god's voice is too powerful for human ears so it has to get translated through another angel <laughs> That's kind of funny, although maybe problematic that they dub a woman with a man, but I mean, here we are. Well, it's not actually dubbing because they're both like in it. It's just that Alan Rickman speaks for God because God can't open her mouth because it would um, kill. Actually, what happens is she opens her mouth to speak at the end and it blows up Ben Affleck's head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kind of love that. That's pretty funny. Um, on the 8th of August, you had your second day of training at Bear Burger. So bored. Hate it. Got my free beer. <laughs> Got my free bear and fucking left. Uh-huh. Uh, you met a whole crew of friends who may or may not be Ithaca pals at <laughs> Gin Mill. Great to see them. Coconut bacon BLT and drank and smoked in Brooklyn with oh, uh, yeah. Janine B2. Janine makes a mean coconut bacon. So fucking yummy. Ugh. Um, I had BLTs with the fam um, last couple months ago when we were still in Iowa. And I got the only vegan bacon that I could at the store. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was truly bad. Um, it uh, was yes. just really, really gross cardboardy. Um, like it actually, it smelled exactly like a dog treat and tasted like it. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, is there good store-bought vegan bacon or does one need to really just uh, get in there themselves if they want it to be good? Okay. There is good store-bought vegan bacon. It's like I say about vegan cheese. Like if you have one bad one and you assume that's what vegan bacon is, it's not, you just had a bad brand. Um, and there are some okay. shitty ones and there's some common cheap shitty ones that I feel like are in most stores. I, uh -huh. I agree with you. They're cardboard. They actually like break your teeth. They get so hard. Awful. It was like bacon strips. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Um, there are good ones. You want to get them that are like, kind of like marinated in vacuum packed things as opposed to uh -huh. cardboard strips. But making it yourself with coconut is amazing because basically what is 
so good about bacon is fat, salt, and smoke. So coconut, uh, liquid smoke, and some tamari or soy sauce, and then maybe some like maple syrup. Delicious. Okay, I might make you make that for me someday, or at least send me a recipe. Uh, while Peter's gone, I might experiment with some more vegan recipes because he would just absolutely laugh in my face if I tried to feed him vegan bacon. But I might try it for myself. It's also about the words you use because like you don't want to set it up as bacon because it's not bacon. It's smoked coconuts. Just call it smoked coconut. If you think that my husband would eat something called smoked coconut, then you don't know him at all. <laughs> Smoke on these coconuts. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Coconut-sized balls would be awful. All I can think about is just like really coarse hair. <laughs> Looks very similar to my ball sack. Uh, yikes. Yeah, I'm Have kidding. to bushwhack that shit. Okay. Uh, August 9th. Didn't shop or do laundry. Well, great. What else didn't you do this day? That's a worthless sentence. I know. Walk what the fuck? <laughs> Um, I didn't do a puzzle. I did not become president. I did not star in a TV show. <laughs> uh-huh. Last training shift at Bear Burger. Do not like it. Yes, this has been established. But I do need money very badly. On the 10th, slept late. Didn't take chance to cover someone at Bear Burger. <laughs> hey, Would you, you like work- your first shift? No. <laughs> I'm out of money. What do I do? Well, hey, you can have my uh, shift to make some- No, 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 no. That's not an option. <laughs> Report to work. That's how you make money. <laughs> dog walk flaked again oh this is why i didn't get the fucking job yeah didn't doesn't seem like a very reliable gig you (laughs) you ordered sushi using our nicest friend's work account on seamless (laughs) (laughs) i hope she told me to do that (laughs) uh and then you watched wet hot american summer movie at her house fun so that movie was um a favorite like it's one of those like kind of cult classics that was completely missed on me um, and some of my friends slash colleagues that I was living and working with when I lived in Korea, they decided to host a movie night. We talked the whole time and I just remember that was the only time this girl who's so sweet, who was hosting the party was like truly annoyed with me. I just remember looking over and being like, oh, I have ruined her party. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of uh, how my music history class was freshman year of college. Uh, we had... <laughs> Your professor wanted you to pay attention. You wanted to party. Cool. I mean, yes. And it was like a group of us in this class and like the four of us are buddies and three of us would like play games and laugh and whatever while the other one kind of tried to be polite and pay attention. And one day she was like, I love you guys, but um, I want to I want to learn. So I'm going to sit in the front and you guys stay as far away as possible. <laughs> I'm actually valuing this very expensive education my that is being provided to me right now. So I'm going to do my yeah. best to take advantage and of it. And she was so sweet about it. She was like, you do your thing. I just, I would like to, um, you know, make, make this useful. Uh, God bless. Um, well, she's doing great now. Good. She's got a great job as an educator and I'm here making this fucking podcast with you. <laughs> well, I don't know whether to be insulted or proud of her. Oh, both. Both of those are fair. I love how you say both. Both. Oh. I don't say... I, I hear no, it you... every time you say both. You say it like an East Coaster. Sounds like there's a little tiny L in that word. Both. <laughs> uh, you come from a place that has a very thick and very recognizable accent. You're a monster. This is how... So as I am on this podcast, I was also in the history class. So... Just screaming, but I can just imagine you and like being like rambunctious, and the professor being like, "This motherfucking faggot!" (laughs) (laughs) 
this this little theater gay, I'm gonna murder him. He honestly just like rolled his eyes a lot, and he was used to it from like the musical theater kids. But I was not a musical theater kid. I was a voice major who they generally expected to be a little more professional. Not me. Enters the room in a top hat, brings a goldfish. I never brought a goldfish there. I should have. Oh well. Um, I will say you miss, you miss 100% of the ch- shots you don't take, but that makes no sense there. <laughs> I, I get it. It works. <laughs> just like a really just stupid sports platitude that makes no sense in this situation. Start throwing those uh, in everywhere. <laughs> I don't know that many sports platitudes, but I'll try to keep your eye on to, the balls. Uh, yeah, keep your eye on the balls and um, choke on the bat. Tight end, right end. Choke up. Choking up, choke, choke the yeah, bat. Choke, about choke up on the choke up on the bat. Don't <laughs> choke the bat. Choke the chicken. August eleventh. Interviewed at B E. It was so creepy, and the guy was a real piece of shit wannabe. I must be desperate. What the fuck is B E? Broadway Entertainment, maybe. I think. I <laughs> think. This. Yeah. I was uh, interviewing to like hawk tickets on the street in Times Square. Can you imagine? This is how bad Bear Burger was that I thought this would be a step up. Um, oh, yeah. That's why you underlined desperate. <laughs> where did my cruise ship money go? <laughs> you took a $1,000 cab ride while you were in Japan. <laughs> we don't know that. That's not confirmed. <laughs> we're pretty sure. <laughs> um, this man was such a fucking creep. He like It was in like a tiny windowless office somewhere in the middle of Times Square and he felt very powerful. He It was like a bunch of desperate people. Obviously, only desperate people are doing this job. And I can't remember exactly what was so gross about him, but like his face, it, he looks kind of like Mitch McConnell's neck, <laughs> but oh, like that's, that's... double the size with like a patchy beard and like kind of slick gross hair and some warts. And also he was like, Ew, he just warts on his was face. A misogynist and he spoke, he was just fucking disgusting. Is it like the guy that runs the porn shop and friends when uh, they find Phoebe's sister has been using her name? I don't remember him. I remember the episode, but I can't remember okay. his character. <laughs> it's a real Maybe. fucking sleazeball, like in a, like yeah. a basement sex shop in New York. Yes, that exactly. Uh, you, you must be desperate, underlined. You worked out, then did a very hard shift at Bear Burger. Hard time sleeping because I was sore. Well, you know, you got something going for you. You're working out again. wonder what that's like. I forgot. <laughs> I signed up for the gym today. Didn't go. I called at 8 o'clock and was like, I got to cancel my reservation. I can't do this. No good you reason. You signed up last night as Matt Bumper's abs came on screen. MattBumpersApps.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is inspiring. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I, and I had every intention of doing so. And then today arrived and... Those intentions um, left. They left. They got up <laughs> and fucking left. Mm-hmm. Um, on August 12th, you had a hard day. Got a callback for Soulmates at Florida Studio Theater. No, this is the longest callback process of my life. I will do this gig, and it's going to be a long time from now. Um, I've had like interviews that way before. You know, when you're like applying for a ton of jobs, similar to this part of your life, and you get a call like weeks later, you're like, "What job did I apply for? Could you send me that email back so I know what I said in my cover letter?" <laughs> Who is this? We'd love to talk further. I'm like, mm, remind me about what? <laughs> <laughs> I would also love to talk further. And I'm sure that I said I was passionate about your company and the email that I sent you. So, <laughs> And this great opportunity uh, to, <laughs> you know. Tell me, why don't you tell me about the company before I answer <laughs> any of your questions? Thank you so much. Um, okay. So you got a call back after an, a mediocre audition. Then you said, realized I currently have less money than I owe in bills. TSE pulled their employment offer and I was appalled at how 
I made the least of everyone at Bear Burger for more work. So stressed, want to cry. Oh. Who's TSE? Okay, TSE is whatever you said BE was before. Whatever this ticket agency is, it's that. Um, oh, okay. Currently made less money than I have in bills. I do this all the time. I like to look at my total worth, which is not a fun game at certain points in your life. It's uh-huh. good in others. I'm like, okay, here's everything I owe plus every asset I have. And this yeah. is how much I'd be worth if I died. Um, and at this moment, it was like, yikes, you are. <laughs> He's like paying for an actuary to like <laughs> put, a, put a price on his life. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so I, I don't know. It's not a, not a great road to travel when you're in this kind of position. It's not gonna bode well for you. Also, yeah, you know those stressful moments when I'm just like, I'm drowning, and I feel like I can't find any kind of relief. You know? Yeah, and you're the new guy at work. You're working harder than everyone, and you made the least amount of money of, of everyone. That is a that is salt in a wound. You just like watching other waiters chilling and like texting and talking to each other while I'm like sweating and dying, and then to. That's okay if you're, you know, a bartender in a busy bar and you make money. But if that happens and then you see what everyone makes and you're making so much less, like, that is what women deal with every single day in nearly every, probably every industry. That is what everybody that's not a white man deals with in some capacity. Fuck me. Jesus Christ. Oh, Peter just snuck into the room and noise-canceling headphones. That's very inappropriate. Hi. You just, um, you just proved to us that you do, in fact, jump in the air and, uh, pedal your feet. <laughs> um, I have to pause this really quick. The contractor has a question for me. So pause. Be right back. On the 13th of August, you had a callback for soulmates again, but I think I blew it. Oh, cool. 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 Called Ralph asking for a job. Who's Ralph? Oh, I forgot about this. This is my mom's cousin. Um, she was like, get in touch with him because he ushers, like all the Billy Joel concerts at Madison Square Garden and uh, stuff oh. like that. And I guess she thought it'd be easy. He actually was a, a retired something in the police force. I want to say detective, but all I remember is a story he used to tell us about um, like an undercover drug bust where he was forced to do heroin um, to prove that he wasn't a cop. And uh, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and we were little, like he told us this when I was like eight. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, Ralph, he's a hardened hardened billy joel fan <laughs> i almost said incel what's it oh, called no. when the embedded he's he's a embedded detective undercover guy undercover yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if it i don't know if he actually had to do heroin or not um like i don't know call if, him i don't call ralph call <laughs> ralph no oh fine august 14th went to albany to get black suit for staffing interview and blackout drunk <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe august 15th home watched wild with mom oh good movie i want to watch wild wild oh the reese witherspoon one yeah yeah it was a good movie cheryl Strait. it's a good book too glad to be away this weekend uh, on the 16th packed huge bag for new york ironed helped dad with light and ceiling forgot keys which sucked went to sam's to hang out till i got them oh left keys three hours away in albany <laughs> oh shit <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I know. Real awful. Pull it together, sir. Oh my god. Okay, the saga never ends. On the 17th of August, dog walking interview canceled. I'm so bummed. Don't want to go to work. Went to East Harlem for a staffing 911 thing. Is that just oh, like a very last minute god. catering? It's just a regular catering thing. Um, these are the people who gave me the opportunity to serve champagne to Monica Lewinsky and uh, Victor Garber. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One of the weirder things you've ever done. You, uh, it was fine apparently. Then you went to 
park with Aaron and Sam. Then you had drinks. And then you, oh, then you submitted for Schmush Martins for Halloween show. Bye, New York. <laughs> it's already August. Those rehearsals start in September. So Bear Burger is not long for this world. Thank God. This is what happens when I'm in a situation like this. I'm at a job I hate. I can't find other work. I'm not making enough money. So I, you know, I, I look for an escape and I find a, a Schmush Martins or a cruise ship. And honestly, I was... Very happy with this choice. I was very glad to do it. Super fun. So this leap of faith that you took, I mean, you, you're you not writing that you're regretting the fact that you canceled the cruise ship, but do do you think that you were at this time, or were you like, this is the right thing, it's just miserable until I um, land on my feet? I think I was... I think that, the second one. I, like, knew... I this obviously, like... Okay. There's struggles. That's part of what a leap of faith is. You don't just, like, walk into another beautiful thing. But, you know, I've auditioned for a bunch of stuff. You already have listed two shows that I'm going to get. Um, they definitely helped to shape a trajectory that I'm very happy I went on and I would not have had. Sure. No, I, I do not mean, I, I don't mean that to insinuate that you regret not taking that ship. It's just like you were hemming and hawing about the ship just like last episode. And you finally said, I'm not going to do it, but that is, or two episodes ago, I guess, but that is um, like, it was a big, would have been a big payday for you. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, you know, scrambling to pay bills. So that's a, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, the, the way that I am reading that, I would be like, God damn it. I could have been in rehearsals, even if it was for a shitty shift. Then, you know, huh. like the, the, the money yeah. would have like spoken to me about that. Interesting. You say that because you're, uh, yeah, you're right. That I, I, I'm shocked that I wasn't feeling that way, but, uh, you know, I write exactly what I'm thinking in there and I feel like I would have said, wish I'd taken the ship. That's fair enough. Maybe <laughs> next day. Wish I would have taken the ship. Just kidding. <laughs> um, August 18th. Not a terrible Bear Burger shift. Hey, oh, first hey. time it's been anything other than truly terrible. Made some money since it was just two of us. Busy, but no stress. Neil Patrick Harris was at the bar. Oh, yeah. At Bear Burger? Yeah, it was, in, it was right by uh, all the theaters on Broadway, so he was doing okay. some show, I think. Okay, great. Uh, August 19th, met Audra in Brooklyn. Oh, this is the dog walking lady. Fucking finally. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that makes this next sentence make sense because it didn't before. Uh, hopeful dogs work out. Uh, all caps, I need to quit Bear Burger. Rough yeah, shift. I so know. stressed every minute and exhausted. <laughs> Who am I telling this to? I'm aware. Thought well. You said thought it wouldn't be so bad after yesterday, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the drama, Michael. Don't let that brief respite make you feel okay. Um, oh my God. What? The next day, the 20th. Couldn't get my keys, lost in the mail, and received a half a check from Bear Burger. They gave my tips to the wrong Michael. Yeah. There was another Michael <laughs> who started around the same time as me as a waiter. So he got the position they said was not available when I got there. And not only that, but they then gave him the, the, the meager scraps I did make. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Obviously, I got that money, but it is salt in the wound for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had a good headshot session with... Um, I think one of the three-way guys? Yeah, my friends with Ben's situation. Uh-huh. Still giving a little tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you paid him last time. Now he's paying you, I guess. I think, um, I, paid, I, think I paid him. <laughs> did your good headshot session end with a reach around? Good head session? Um, uh-huh. Hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than my thing. <laughs> no, he's very professional. Uh... No, fine. <laughs> This wasn't like one of those Instagram photo shoots with people like leaving a dick print all over Instagram. You're like, they definitely hooked up after this. That's what I think every time I see one of those like, quote unquote, like uh, artistic half nudes on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this 
photographer is definitely a creep because it's the only kind of photos that they take. And this guy is half hard getting his picture taken. So they def something definitely happened in that like hotel room. You're not wrong. I have heard uh, stories from photographer friends who say like if, if you're both vibing and feeling it and it's, you know, especially I've only heard it from two gay men. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think you get some kind of sexual tension in those Images of course you from... would, especially if they're if you have even a little bit of like an exhibitionist streak in you, like you would love that. That would like ramp you right up. <laughs> that reminds me of yesterday when we were watching. Um... Yesterday, sorry, what? No, I enjoyed your voice. Sounded nice. Um, <laughs> when we were watching Boys in the Band, we there's this very attractive sex worker, Charlie Carver. Yes, in, in the movie they they he sent over as a gift. Oh, oh my god. He... I said, me. would you, uh, my exact text said, would you have sex with a sex worker if he was as hot as Charlie Carver? I sent him to you on your birthday. It wasn't pandemic times. And you said, yes, absolutely. Send me a hooker. My, my Halloween present. <laughs> like, okay, he's in. <laughs> also, I wanted to be known. I used hooker because that was the language they were using in the film. <laughs> Oh, I just love how, like, it wasn't even a discussion. Yes, period, absolutely, period, send me a hooker, period. <laughs> uh, my Halloween gift. All right, well, I think that is a good place to leave it today, so let's call it quits. All right, Mikey, if people want more of my best friend's journal, where can they find us? They should go to mattbomersabs.com. <laughs> Literally, go to that website. <laughs> we own it now. Next week, we'll come at you with our lawsuit from the Matt Bomer Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bomer LLC <laughs> um, or you could find the same website from mybestfriendsjournal.com or even mbfjpodcast.com we now have three ways to get there for both of you who visited before <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Instagram at mbfjpodcast or email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com sure can please rate review share with a friend tell them how much you love this shit <laughs> subscribe that, genuine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I love this shit. Listen, it's perfect. Um, and that about does it for this week. So until next time, always remember... You can always get more toast. <laughs> I pierced the toast! Why is it British? <laughs> it's Nathan Lane's affected. Okay, so I just did a whole sound check and the music track. Um, so I'm going to redo this and tell the same story again. Homework, oh, homework, I hate you, you stink. I wish I could wash you away in the sink. If only a bomb would explode you to bits. Homework, oh, homework, you're giving me fits. I'd rather... Oh, shit. I'd rather take baths with the man-eating shark or wrestle a lion alone in the dark, eat spinach and liver, pet tin porcupines, and tackle the homework my teacher assigns. So good. Okay, anyway...